minimalism appeals to me because it would allow me to um, just focus more, I think. Welcome to episode 15 of What Love Requires. My name is Jordan, and this is my beautiful wife, Amber. Um, And today we're going to be, well, recording our 15th episode. Kind of feels like number one in a way. Yeah, so we're going to be redoing kind of the format. Um, Prior, we were just kind of doing topic, and each week would be a new topic, for many reasons, we're switching it to, <laughs> we're kind of going to do 12 topics in a year. So, uh, and then that'll break into four episodes per topic. So first episode will kind of be like a toolbox. We'll introduce what we're going to talk about. And then the next two weeks will be us talking about how we're doing, kind of how it's been affecting us, what we're learning, what we're liking, what we're disliking. And then the last episode of the month will be a review of what we learned, what we're just kind of what our takeaways are and then rinse and repeat for the next 12 months of the year. So, episode 15, what love requires minimalism. <laughs> if you don't have minimalism, you don't have love. <laughs> I feel like any of my friends that are listening to this are going to be like, "Oh, Amber and minimalism. Yeah, that's going to mix really well." <laughs> yeah, we didn't say these are always going to be easy. So, <laughs> Anyway, before we get started, we're going to start off with a little game of Would You Rather. Now, I have four Would You Rather questions for Amber. Oh, boy. They're going to start out easy, whatever. The fourth one, the last two really are just mean. This is rude. I don't even know what they are yet. (laughs) So, number one, would you rather have only be able to drink wine or only be able to drink coolers? Oh. For the rest of your life. Only one or the other. Yeah. Can I have mixed drinks or, like, water or tea or coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just for any alcoholic beverages, you have to pick wine or coolers. Okay, wine. Okay. Because it can be any kind of wine, right? That's it. Easy. Yeah. Okay. If it's a wine. Okay. Second, would you rather lose your sense of taste or would you rather go colorblind? See, that's hard because I love art and I love making art, but I could still hand letter if I didn't know what colors were. I, but I'm such a foodie. I don't, I don't think I could lose taste. No? I okay. think I would go colorblind. Go colorblind. The next one, for a period of time, so let's say a year, you are only allowed to either see your friends or talk to your friends. So for a year, you can either see them, but you can't talk or communicate with them in any way so, so no smiling no waving like i could just be in the same room as them to see them yeah could i hug them uh or is that considered communicating sure you're allowed to hug them or you're allowed to talk to them as much as you want but i can't facetime them you can't FaceTime them. You can't see pictures of them. You'll never see them for that entire year. No, talk to them because they, they, I want to know what's going on. I want to have conversation. <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd cry. The next year I would cry in much in the same way as soon as I get to hang out with my friends again and hug them <laughs> and see them, I will cry. 
<laughs> yes, we are recording this January 2nd of 2021. So that's putting us kind of hopefully at the end of the pandemic, but smack dab in the middle of it, really. Um, our, <laughs> Somewhere our, on the spectrum, we don't know. <laughs> our, our province right now is in the third week, I think, of a four-week lockdown. So, no. Anyway, you know how it's been. Uh, fourth one. This is the mean one. Mm. If you didn't think that last one was mean. I thought that last one was pretty mean. Would you rather lose your ability to write... Like, you could still write words, but it would look like my writing. Oh, that's terrible. Or would you rather lose your ability to sing? Nope, writing. Writing. Oh, oh okay. Hands was, down writing. Easy. Singing is, <laughs> singing to me is life. Like, I would lose my sight in favor of still being able to sing. Okay, well, I thought that was going to be really mean, no. but that was not. Well, that was mean. That was mean, because I don't want to lose either, but singing, hands down, that's, no, no, no questions. <laughs> But I'm glad I don't okay. have to lose my ability to write because I really like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So now, that was, that was a bit of an anticlimactic ending. <laughs> you were hoping that it'd be like a, I don't know what to choose. Yeah. That was, okay. Um, <laughs> on to minimalism. Um, so how would you define minimalism? That's not fair. I think you need to go first on this one since this has been you know a we'll huge... We'll go to Google. That's a good idea. Google's definition of minimalism. Um, the definition. <laughs> a trend in sculpture and painting that arose in the 1950s and used simple, <laughs> typically massive forms. Uh, in avant-grande movement in music characterized by the repetition of short phrases which change gradually producing a hypnotic effect that music thing has just been life-changing for me um i just when something is um especially that that avant-grande oh my goodness <laughs> just just the avant-grande any of, of my musical friends just ignore him please repetition don't of short listen phrases that are changed gradually it's just uh, stabs in the heart. Oh my! Life stabs changed. in the heart. Life changing. <laughs> it's my favorite. Stabs in the heart. It's like what when it's hits me in the heart. Yeah, that's the phrase. Not death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, anyway, what? Okay, so minimalism. I would define it as a lack of stuff. But no, I would say it as a intentional focus upon things that bring joy and functionality to life. That's what I'll say minimalism is. Yeah. I like the idea of the lack of stuff, but not just so that there isn't things. I feel like minimalism is intentionally only keeping the things kind of that you need or that bring you joy, like you said. Um, but that allows you to be able to focus on other things. Because I find for myself that I often get um, anxiety or I just struggle when there's a lot of stuff that clutter. isn't clutter. Thank yeah. you. I knew there was a word for it. <laughs> I struggle in situations like that. So minimalism appeals to me because it would allow me to 
um, just focus more, I think, and on different things other than stuff, but also yeah. just bring more calm and stillness into our life. Yeah. But yeah, and in in that, I think it's a, a lack of clutter. I would say yes. Like you have to look at this, I guess, when you're looking at me. And just over there, there's a little bit of clutter. I pulled up everything that was on my top shelf and have been, like, getting rid of it. Although... And so there is some stuff that is still in the stage of making its way out. <laughs> it has been brought down, but not out. But a lot of it has come out. Like, I am proud of you looking up there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's only, like, 80 boxes, not 8,000. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, a, just a few. I have kept the majority of the boxes of things that I've purchased out of the idea of if and when I sell this, it's got a box in it, which will help it kind of be perceived like I took care of it better. <laughs> Whether or not I did. Um, but then it gets to... It, I, it, you know one thing? It made it really, really easy when, we, when I moved. Because yes. all of these things got to go in a box and those box packed very nicely. So, but I don't... No, they're not worth it. But so I also work for my parents at an appliance store where we get massive boxes for moving where you can actually pack stuff in nicely too. Yeah. So. so problem solved. <laughs> but so getting rid of that, yet at the same time, I am intentionally buying and filling bookcases of books that I've read and want to mm -hmm. read and are reading. And I don't think I will ever really get rid of any of the books and I do have a goal of having multiple bookshelves full of books that mm -hmm. I have read. That is a goal. And that is a lot of stuff. Like, that's a lot of books. There's two probably full, like, Ikea standard shelves full of books that I've read. And I hope to fill many more. Mm -hmm. But boxes gone kind of thing. <laughs> and so it's... Yeah, I see minimalism as yeah, keep, keeping on the things that actually have meaning and I'm going to sh shot myself in the foot saying meaning there. Well, um, no, for you, because I can talk about meaning for me after, but for you, well, let's, let's talk it about would meaning. be. Talk, talk about keeping things that are meaningful. Well, I was just going to say, if we're talking about the fact that you have kept boxes, but that's kind of an unnecessary thing that you have kept. I would say they brought functionality to my life. Okay. <laughs> For me, I have kept an obsessive amount of clothes just in case I happen to need them or... Or the styles go back to what people wore in the 1910s. Shut up. <laughs> Not that old. <laughs> um, but also, I have had this like color spectrum in my wardrobe. I love the idea of like organizing everything in a rainbow. Um, but yesterday we spent some really intentional time going through our closets. I mean, mostly me, you were there for moral support. Um, <laughs> but I think I got rid of like pretty much three quarters of the clothes that I had in there. And I look in it now and it's just black and white and gray and some turquoise greens and some burnt reds and some mustard. Which are the colors she has worn really since I we started dating about five years ago. Yeah, there, there's clothes I was getting rid of from high school in there that I haven't even worn since we moved into this house. So, yeah. But there's certain things that I do keep that hold meaning for me. Um, <laughs> one of the things that Jordan's going to bring up, so I'm just going to bring it up first, is 
serving stuff in my kitchen. Which, I mean, this year, we haven't been able to do a lot of hosting. Okay, when she says serving stuff in the kitchen, I'm going to just put this into context. I would argue a quarter of our kitchen storage (laughs) is dedicated to serving. Plus, we have another closet that's not just for serving stuff, but it's kind of your arts crafty things but it does also mm-hmm. contain serving stuff in it so when she says serving things and why i might bring that up it's because we have a plethora of it <laughs> but see to me that has meaning because um hosting is really important to me it's a value that i hold and it's a way that i feel that i can express love and create beautiful environment for our friends and family to be in obviously not much of that this year um but i just love making things beautiful sorry no and it's so i'm i'm without hopping around too much yet one of the things that we're going to be doing this month is getting rid of stuff and my goal is to actually go through house from like every room every cupboard Mm-hmm. and get rid of the stuff that we don't need and don't use and i would say there's a lot of stuff in your serving cupboard that we have not used ever yet so we'll see where this goes (laughs) by the end of the month we'll see whether or not anything gets rid of in there because at this point i'm not willing to part with any of it things haven't been used in two years yet but yet (laughs) yet one of one of those years has been a global pandemic where we couldn't have people over mister fair Anyway, so what, anyway, the, the challenge kind of that we're going to embark on this year is this year. Well, I guess, you know, it'll probably be more than just a month long thing, but of actually getting rid of all of our stuff and just kind Mm -hmm. of going through and saying, do, do I need this? One idea that, um, we're recording this at an interesting time at Diavella. I can't talk about minimalism without somebody knowing Matt Diavella. Anyway, he just came across. He just came out with his um, second documentary on Netflix with the two guys from The Minimalists, who I don't remember their names. Um, my apologies, <laughs> but it was a really, really good documentary. And so the they're they're telling the story of their journey of how they got into minimalism, and the one guy kind of did it over a course of a couple of months. And at the end of that, his friend noticed he was really happy. And he was like, why are you so happy? And he talked about his journey into minimalism. And then his friend said, I want to do that, but I don't want it to take a couple of months. So they packed everything he owned into boxes. And then as he needed things, he took it out of the boxes Hmm. and then got rid of everything else. So your parents have a lot of boxes. (laughs) This is going to be my way to get rid of all of her serving stuff. I'm going to say if we don't use it in six months, it's gone and we might not have anybody over in six months. So. Okay. Well, if we're getting rid of all my serving stuff, might as well get rid of all your whiskey and your books. You drink my whiskey. <laughs> oh, no. That's new. <laughs> so, anyway, we're, yeah, going to just kind of embark on getting rid of stuff. And, you know, have, have we used this in the last year? Have we, you know, used this... Are we 
think we'll actually ever use it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we'll see see where we go. I have a very, very strong feeling that at the end of this, and we'll actually find a difference, I think. Are we going to be able to keep our house cleaner, easier? Mm-hmm. I think that we're both just going to feel less cluttered, a little bit more free. And then as well, being intentional with the things that we purchase. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I know... Like the podcast is titled What Love Requires and What Love Requires Minimalism. <laughs> I don't think you have to be a minimalist to be in love. But thinking about it, I do actually want to kind of come full circle. And then at the end of the month, we can ask ourselves, how have you felt that this kind of month? Do we feel like we're more in love, less in love? Like, how? I do. I, super arbitrary, like not objective answer at all like we can't measure it but just kind of a yeah I you know I think I'm a little bit more in love I think (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like this is gonna affect our marriage in a positive way Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the whole thing with a lot of these topics is the fact that it's gonna be you know things like minimalism or things that could be considered a quite broad topic not necessarily pertaining to marriage but I think in the end they're all going to affect our marriage in a positive way because it's helping us to create these um, changes even in lifestyle that we've been either talking about or dreaming about or thinking about over the last you know couple months or year or whatever and so I do think it's gonna um, affect positive change and I don't know I feel like it's gonna be exciting because we get to you know just look back at the first episode and maybe listen to some of the things that we said or thought and just see how even in a month maybe some of our views on things can change and yeah. um, I don't know I just think it's also good to have some accountability to like <laughs> we said we're gonna focus on minimalism this month well we kind of have to now so yeah you guys literally get to just be part of this journey with us kind of as accountability for us so which was a lot too of our entire desire for the podcast was to document our way through marriage. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't a 20 years down the road we're talking about, oh, this is what worked for us in marriage, but a, mm-hmm. we just kind of, and not saying, you know, we're going to figure out marriage just by documenting it, but you know, and even if nobody listens to this, being able to get to look back. Mm hmm in 20 years to see what the silly things we were fighting about were I think will just be kind of selfishly cool yeah but obviously we do hope people are listening along to this because we hope that we can impart some wisdom or um, give some tools as to what could help other people in their marriages yeah so and hopefully learn a little bit too so Mm -hmm. I think I forgot to set a timer so I don't know how long did that take us (laughs) couldn't tell ya um (laughs) But I think that was that was that. So next week, um, yeah, next week I think we'll probably talk about well progress. The, yeah, <laughs> my guess is it's going to have to do a lot with the emotional, the like the the emotional feelings coming around getting rid of this stuff. Oh, I guess we haven't gotten rid of it yet. Yeah, but between now and that next episode, we're going to have gotten it out of our house and given it away and that's where the emotion is going to come i foresee and then that next week it'll be a little bit more of getting to sit in this space 
of Mm. having the less stuff. But we have yet to cross that bridge of getting rid of things that we are emotionally attached to. I was going to say, we actually, we should take a second to talk about that before we wrap this up. Um, Because I feel like for me, especially um, growing up, I'm, I'm very much like my dad and we attach a lot of sentimental value to items and to things and to stuff. And there's like little pieces of paper I've kept from things because they remind me of a certain situation with the person and who gave it to me in that whole time period and whatever. It's like sometimes how people can listen to a song and it'll bring them back to a certain time period. For me, I can like look at a certain thing or you know, hold a certain thing in my hand or um, read something on a piece of paper and it'll transport me back to that time. So I think for me to have to figure out which sorts of things like that that I'm going to keep or get rid of, that's going to be hard because I foresee myself struggling with the idea of getting rid of memories, which I'm going to have to wrestle with, I, I think. So, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that would be your your probably biggest fear, I, I would say. And then mm-hmm. um, kind of to echo that, I'd say my biggest fear is not being able to get rid of a lot of the things that I just see as stuff because of how much emotional value you put into them. Mm-hmm. So we need a new table. This one sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, it does. Um but that, that, I would say, is going to be my biggest fear of not being able to get rid of a lot of these things that I just really see as things mm-hmm. that do have uh, associated memories with them for, for you. Yeah. And, I mean, there's even things that are mine <laughs> that I can't get rid of because they have associated memory for her. Okay, because we're going through our clothes, and Jordan's like, I'm getting rid of this t-shirt. I'm like, no, that's a t-shirt that you wore when you asked me out, so I kept it, and that's a PJ shirt. Which, I mean, it's a great PJ shirt, but it, honestly, I never wore it. I don't, it, it, it was a... Tacky graphic tee that yeah. you would never wear again that I love because of the memory associated exactly. with Exactly. And, <laughs> yeah, I would never wear that t-shirt again, probably not even as a sleep shirt. You don't even wear sleep shirts, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So I do foresee there being things like that, that trying to get rid of, but not allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) And something else that I'm excited for too is I think in the sense of minimalist design, um, Mm -hmm. I would say we both have a, we both like Scandinavian design. Yes. There's that minimalist, clean, not a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is tough because there's so many things that I like that can decorate and clutter up a space. Yeah. So I think we're I think we're gonna kind of make some some steps in there. Um, right now we're in a rental and we can't paint the walls or really attach things to the walls, but I think it's gonna give us a really good like starting place mm-hmm. for what we're looking for when we look for a place. Yeah. And when we go looking for houses because we're entering into that that time um it's going to kind of give us a unified idea when we both go into a space and think about how we want that space to look like i 
whenever you walk into a room, your your mind goes to fill how how it's going to get decorated, where the couch is going to go, mm-hmm. what just kind of how it's going to look. And so if we can both have <clears throat> the same idea of what's actually going to be going into that room, yeah. we're not like we're, we're not going to run into. We both absolutely love the space, but for two very different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, that was a long ending to <laughs> the end. Um, but yes, thank you for um, listening. Uh, you can watch if you're if you're listening. You can watch it on YouTube. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can listen to it on wherever you find podcasts. Um, follow us on Instagram at Bags and Pip, where we'll be showing away some of the stuff we're getting rid of. So, thank you. I hope you guys all have a fantastic start to 2021. And we will see you next week in our next episode where Amber breaks down crying <laughs> on the stuff that she had to give away. <laughs> <laughs>